Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who art always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art wont to give more than we either desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from Exodus. 
And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God gives you. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or his maidservant or his ox or his ass or anything that is your neighbor's. Now when all the people perceived the thunderings and the lightnings and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled, and they stood afar off and said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will hear, but let not God speak to us, lest we die. And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to prove you, and that the fear of him may be before your eyes, that you may not sin. The word of the Lord.
reading from Philippians. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if any, any man thinks he has reasons for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisees, as to zeal a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as refuse, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own based on law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that if possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brethren, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, hear another parable. There was a householder who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to tenants and went to another country. When the season of fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did the same to them. Afterward, he sent his son to them, saying, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. When therefore the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? 
They said to him, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their season. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures, the very stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. This was the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation producing the fruits of it. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the Most High. As of last week... This parish was $25,000 behind in pledged and faithful giving. That is to say, the communicants of this parish pledged a certain amount of money to the ministries and needs of this parish. And of the money pledged and budgeted, we have not received $25,000 of what this parish family said they would give to the state. It's actually more than that. We only budget 85% of that which is pledged. To account for those things in life which come up. Moving, changes in our life situation, death, unforeseen things happen throughout the year. But what exactly is the nature of a pledge? Is it dues to a social club or society? Is the pledge a contracted commitment to fund an organization or institution? Is the pledge a payment for services rendered? Services like education, enlightening worship, fellowship opportunities. Now, while some may think or act this way when giving to a parish, the pledge is none of these. The word pledge is a poor choice of wording for what is actually happening when the faithful give money to the parish. Because it does lend itself to thinking in terms of payment for services a commitment to fund an operation or institution or dues in a society or club, a pledge drive. Pledge giving, as I said, is none of those things. The pledge, however, is a tool that helps the parish budget and shape ministries and operations from year to year. On the positive side, the idea of the pledge helps keep the parish out of financial trouble by overspending or overinvesting in different ministries. But on the negative side, pledged giving has a tendency to turn a parish into a business, offer a level of services equal to the income it receives. That is to say, the parish becomes something it was never intended to be when it is treated as a business or a club or a society. In collecting pledges, there is also the danger of sending the wrong message to the faithful as to how they should interact with God and what is required of them of us. 
at its heart and at its truest, the parish, this parish, this place, is the physical expression of the thanksgiving and sacrifice we make. We have made for over a hundred years. It's the physical expression of thanksgiving and sacrifice. This place is the physical and real showing of our faith in action. This place, this parish, is the result and product of the people's sacrifice and thanksgiving and best offerings to God. This place does not exist for our benefit. It is not a thing God has given us. Rather, the parish church, this place is an offering from us, from the people, to God. This parish church exists as a sacrifice to God. And all that happens at this church is itself an offering and a sacrifice as well. So the faithful do not pay dues to keep something up and running or to belong. The faithful give their offerings and sacrifices to God. And from those things, this place exists and stands sentinel as a physical and tangible showing of our collective sacrifices, our collective thanksgivings, our collective oblations to God. Our faith. This is a tangible showing of our faith in God. The act of giving money to this parish is wholly and entirely different than giving money to any other thing in this wide world, any other charity, any other organization. We give money, our offering and sacrifice of thanksgiving to this place as an outpouring of our faith and thanksgiving for all that God has given us, our salvation. The Apostle James tells us that a faith without works, without action, is dead. So then, it is impossible to have a true or lively faith without having faith translate into stuff, into action, into works. If you say you have a faith in Jesus Christ but do nothing for the poor or those in need, if you say you have a faith in Jesus Christ but you do not forgive or love others, if you say you have a faith in Jesus Christ but do nothing in your life that shows forth that faith in action, then your trust and your faith really and truly are somewhere other than in Jesus. That's at least according to what Jesus has said and what the church has taught for 2,000 years. A part and thread of the Christian faith is the offering of first fruits and thanksgivings, sacrifices to God. We do this through our labor, through creative expressions, and the fruits those things produce. In our own day, in our own time, the fruits of our creativity and labor are mostly money. The reward for our labor is currency. We are asked of God, if you put faith in what the Holy Scripture says, to offer to God the first 10% of the fruits of that labor. Whether those fruits be crops, spoils, or currency. Those first fruits are considered a faithful response to God in return for our lives and our well-being our salvation. But why is the parish the fitting and proper place to return thanks, to offer our first and best? Why not other charities we think are important? Why should the first fruits of our lives come here? The first fruits are offered here because we have faith and proclaim that this is the house of God, the gate of heaven. This parish church, both the people, community, communally, we, 
The building itself, the bricks and mortar, stand as the presence of God on earth. The body of Christ, the family of God. We, as the people of God, the body of Christ, have as this place our center and foundation. Every good act we do springs forth from here, from this community. We, as a family, offer works and actions in the name of God to the benefit of those in this community. It is here, in this place, our children are taught the ways and duties of following Jesus Christ. It is here, in this place, young and old alike learn and develop and meet Jesus. It is here in this place we meet God living and true. And from generation to generation, the faith and those life-giving relationships are formed, nurtured, and handed down as they have been handed down from Jesus to the apostles. It is here in this place we gather in a building offered, consecrated, set apart to God to offer to him worship. To offer God our praise and thanksgiving, our best. To offer God our very lives. It is here God through Jesus Christ in the power of the Spirit comes and dwells with us in the celebration of the sacraments. In baptism, here we offer up our children to God. In confirmation, becoming disciples, entering into the apostolic train here in this place. In holy matrimony, becoming an icon and an image of Jesus Christ and his church. Becoming an image of hope and love to a dark and loveless world in this place. In confession, making amendment of life and allowing God to forgive and renew us. In unction, allowing and trusting in God to heal us, to make us whole, to save our souls. Receiving God's grace in our infirmities here in this place. In the Holy Eucharist, offering our lives to God through Christ and in that, allowing Christ to live and dwell in us and through us to save us. And in death, it is from this sacred place that we pray and offer and send our loved ones to God from this place. In all these things, this place is the place and center of our salvation. It is truly the presence of God on earth. We are the body of Christ, the physical presence of Christ on earth. And this and all of this and all of these things is the result of our offerings and our thanksgivings and our sacrifices to God. Not one of these things could or would ever have happened or ever will happen if not for the offerings of our lives. Now, if you doubt the words I speak or think that we, this building, are not God's presence on earth, I invite you to come sit in this building for a few hours outside of Sunday morning. As most of you know, this church does not have working locks on the doors. It has locks, but we don't have the keys. And if we had the keys, the keyholes have been closed up. By many years of the altar guild lovingly and caringly polishing the doorknobs and the keyholes. They're filled with brass. They don't work. And with no locks, people wander in here each and every day. At all hours of the day, all hours of the night, looking for God. 
each and every day, at all hours of the day and night, you will find people who come here to come to this place because they have lost hope, are in despair, are dying, are suffering, are in search of peace and mercy and grace. And in this place, those lost and wandering and dying souls find God. As they sit in this building, as they offer prayers, this place itself an offering to God, they find hope, the hope they have searched for. They find solace and refuge, mercy, peace. They find God's grace. In an average week, there are over 50 candles burned on this votive stand. Some weeks, over 150 are spent. That means on a busy week, at a minimum, 150 prayers are offered to God from this building. Oftentimes, you will find notes on the votive stand or in the pews or in the doors thanking us for keeping this place open. That it's being open, save them. Often is the time we receive emails telling us how much it meant that this place of sanctuary was here when they needed it most. And the odd thing about all this is that most of the people that pass through these doors during the week searching for the grace and mercy and peace and joy of God are not part of our parish family. They come here. They journey here because they have heard that this is a place of sanctuary. They have heard of the beauty and peace of this place where God dwells and they seek it out. And because of the offerings and sacrifices and first fruits of our lives, that reputation stands and has stood for over a century and is well known. The poor and the homeless, as well as those secular organizations we know locally, they know us as a place where you will find help and you will find love. We are known as a place that offers godly and loving counsel to those in despair. When people need someone to turn to, have nowhere else to turn, it is known that they can turn here, to this place, to this house of God. We are known for outreach, a people whose faith is put into action through education, disaster relief, hunger alleviation, poverty alleviation. We are known for many, many, many things, wonderful and godly things. And brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, if not for the offerings of our thanksgivings and our first and best fruits to this place, to this gate of heaven, to this house of God, none of the things I speak of would have been possible. Not one of them would have existed. This past Wednesday, I wrote to you all in our weekly email, notes from Patmos, telling you how far behind we are in giving. I felt very conflicted by what I wrote, that it was somehow less than faithful. As priest or rector here, I have to worry, help worry with the finances, making sure bills get paid, people get paid, things get taken care of. And I venture dangerously close to thinking on this place as a business, as something other than God's house, as the gate of heaven. And for that, I'm sorry. The money we all give to this place is not dues. 
It is not payment for membership or services rendered. The money we give here, we give to God as a demonstration of our faith to show God we are serious. An offering of the first and the best of our lives. Now, there are many possible reasons, known and unknown, why we are behind, where we thought we would be in regard to giving. Some of those reasons are justified. Some of those reasons are not justified. If you take nothing, nothing else from today's sermon, please remember this. You give here to this place because we proclaim it to be the house of God. It is what God has asked of us as a faithful response to his love and his salvation. You do not give to this parish to help this institution survive or operate. The money and efforts you give here, you give to God. You give your first and your best to this place because it is God's presence on earth and the collective thanksgiving of this family. What you give here matters in worship and education, as an offering and sanctuary to the community, as a beacon of hope for the poor and the lost and the despairing. What you give here in this place to God shows forth through this parish is blessing, mercy, peace, and joy to a dark and broken world. As a widow offered her last mite to God as a sacrifice, thanksgiving. So we too offer up our own sacrifices, oblations, and thanksgivings to God in this place. We do not pay dues. We show forth and make real our faith in what we give and offer here in this place. Never forget that. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, this morning let us pray for God's continuing blessing upon this parish and all who enter. Lord our God, make the doors of this parish wide enough that all who need human love and fellowship and a father's care may find it. And narrow enough to shut out all envy, pride, and uncharitableness. Here may the tempted find help and the sorrowing receive comfort. Here may the careless be awakened to repentance and the penitent be assured of your mercy. And here may all your children renew their strength in you and go on their way rejoicing. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us affirm our faith in God and in his holy church. We believe in one God.
Kneeling, let us pray. With all our heart and all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For Barack, our president, Haley, our governor, and Melvin, our mayor, for all the leaders of the nations and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the county of Jones, the city of Laurel, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For those who travel on land, on water, in the air, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Erica Adams, Virginia Alston, Dewey Blackledge, Beth Boykin, Dowdle Brown, Tim Busby, Cesar Centeno, Luca Caseraldo, Sylvia Ellis, Bonnie Garner, Clementa Avenel, Leroy Jensen, Benjamin Johnson, Alex Karras, Mitch Malden, Susan McMullen, Randy Meadows, Jean Miller, Austin Morgan, Sherry Parrish, Jenny Lou Kwong, Ashley Rogers, Casey Smith, Henry Temple, Joan Todd, Kitty Watkins back, back, and Shirley Waldrop. For all who suffer from chronic illnesses and for those we now name, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For those celebrating birthdays, especially Mayor Parker Burson, Elaine Etheridge, Leslie Howard, Cindy McCoy, John Milham, Bubba Watkins, and for those celebrating anniversaries, especially Keith and Nomani Rushing, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. For those with child, especially Allison Albritton, Kristen Gard, Maggie Farrell, Elizabeth Hancock, Dasha Thielen, Elizabeth Lindsay, Lauren Kleeman, Jennifer Malone, and Casey Gibbs. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all who have died in the hope of resurrection, let us pray to the Lord. Lord. 
for deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazard, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buthler, Melissa Kleckler, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamello, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, R.P. Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, Carrie Walker, James Warner, Mark Waters, White Welch, and Joshua Jarborough. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the absolution and remission of our sins and fences, let us pray to the Lord. Lord that we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. Lord, and the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. We give thee thanks, O God our Father, for the good work which thou hast begun in us, and in that thou hast called us to the knowledge of thy grace and faith in thee. And we pray thee so to continue thy work in us that our lives may be strengthened for thy service and the fellowship of the gospel. And our love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and all discernment to thy praise and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord and Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Good morning, everybody, and welcome to St. John's on this uh, fall morning, this beautiful, glorious fall morning, uh, the, the first Sunday in October. I'd like to call everybody's attention to a few things. Uh, first, the blessing of the animals will be next Saturday, uh, October the 8th, um, and so we'll, we're collecting donations, both monetary and otherwise, to help the Animal Rescue League, uh, so please read uh, the, uh, the announcement in the bulletin for further instructions. Also, the wine tasting is creeping up upon us and will be here before we know it. Saturday evening, October 29th. Tickets are on sale now through the vestry, um, also uh, through the parish office, or you may purchase them online with a credit card, uh, either through our email or on our website. Uh, So please mark your calendar. Saturday evening, October 29th. uh, Trick-or-treating that year, for those interested, uh, will be Monday night. And as always, we will gather here. Uh, and trick-or-treat in historic downtown Laurel, Mississippi for after receiving a priestly blessing. And uh, they say there's safety in numbers, and so we'll, we'll all safely go trick-or-treat. Um, I think that is it. Uh, confirmation class continues tonight. Uh, tonight we'll begin looking at sacramental theology. So if you're interested at all in learning about sacramental theology, and I know you all are, um, show up. Again, welcome. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the Most High.
Please stand. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks especially this day for the parish church of St. John, for all the generations who have worshipped here, made sacrifices and offerings here. We pray for her continued prosperity, that she may be a beacon of light and hope in a darkened world. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life, You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, 
And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. The night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper he took the cup of wine and when he had given thanks he gave it to them and said drink this all of you for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you shall drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. And we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are behold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us his name. Yeah.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us.
The Lord be with you. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. What are you doing, huh? Eat that, you can find, buddy. Ladies.